Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Ronnie. Okay, so I was just in the last episode telling you about this conference that I had gone to this past weekend, and there was a lot of really wonderful, amazing people there. At, uh, on the last episode, I was talking about the unsung heroes of the, the data compilation, but there was this other topic that came up while I was listening to a speaker, and I kind of wanted to turn it into its own podcast. So there was a speaker, and her name is Jennifer Say. And if you were on Twitter, you maybe had have seen her posting, but if not, that's I'm okay. I'm scared of Twitter. <laughs> I know. I People was scared are too of, mean on Twitter. <laughs> I was scared of Twitter before COVID, and then it was the only place I was getting information, so I had to jump in, and I had to learn quickly. But it was good. I learned how to find my voice. I learned how to become brave. It's led me to being able to work with the wonderful Tuttle Twins and to be able to be on this podcast. So for me, Twitter ended up being a really good place, even though it was very scary at first. I think that's the one positive story I've ever heard, but I'm so glad. So yeah, glad you got on, here. I'll look on the positive side. Anyway, so go back to Jennifer Say. She was a really big uh, – she tweeted a lot uh, during COVID. And one of the biggest things that she tweeted about was her kind of big passion was about kids and how different government mandates and restrictions were affecting kids, especially when it comes to wearing masks for young children and school closures. So she was very, she was against these. And she spoke up publicly about them. She used her platform. Well, what you, I actually did not know this for the longest time, and I had followed her for a very long time, is that um, she was actually the, like one of the main higher ups at uh, Levi's jeans company, you know, the pants. Oh, yes. No, this was a great story. Yes, I remember this. You've heard of it. Okay, so. Yeah. yeah she, um, I and I, yeah, I had no idea that she even worked for the company. That she was like a huge name within that company. Yeah, I actually I wrote a whole article about her for oh, a did? place called America's Future. Yes, because she talked about yeah, I did. It was yeah, oh, cool. She, yeah, well, she was there. I got to meet her. So but, cool. I was yeah. like, that name sounds familiar, and I couldn't remember why. Yeah. Uh, so for our listeners who might not be as familiar, when she was on Twitter, she never in not in her profile, not in any of her posts, she never said anything about working for Levi. She always kept her private opinions and private life separate from her um, her professional life, which is working at Levi's. So most of her followers didn't even know that she was connected. Well, unfortunately, though, she ended up still losing her job from Levi's because they decided that the things that she was speaking out about, which again, is she... She didn't even talk about a lot of the COVID stuff. She specifically cared about kids and how school closures would affect them. And she cared about masks. Yeah, it wasn't even controversial if, no, I, if I'm remembering even, it. Not even huge controversial things, just things that really showed that she cared about how how these things affected kids. But anyway, she ended up losing her job at this company. She'd been working there for, oh, something 25 like 20 years. years. Yeah. yeah, A really long time. And again, one of the main higher ups. Um, but she lost her job because they told her that she no longer fit in with the company culture. And if she couldn't stop talking about these things publicly, that she was going to lose her job. And Jennifer was very brave and she chose to 
lose her job instead of being silenced. So she was up there talking and she gave us really wonderful talk, but she used a term that was new for me called woke capitalism. Is that a term you've heard before? I have heard it before. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what it means or what do you think it means when you hear it? Yeah. Just, uh, just taking it, you know, from, from my understanding, it's, it's these companies there, everybody's making it where they're, they're very woke, right? So it's like their policies are turning woke. Everything they do is, is, you know, we have to have a, we have to have a stance on everything that reflects, you know, how woke we are, but that's, that was my understanding. So I would say Levi's, if they're doing that as a woke company, am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, So in looking this up, I also learned of another term, and I'm going to bring it up only because I think maybe for some of our audience, they've heard these terms, but they don't know what they mean. So the other term I've heard is something called stakeholder capitalism. Do you know Mm. what that one is? Or have you heard that one? I've heard, I know the word stakeholders, like somebody who has a stake in the company, someone who has a Mm. part of that company. But I don't know in the terms of... In their mm. stakeholder capitalism. Mm -mm. So stakeholder capitalism, what's considered that and then what's considered woke capitalism there's sort of an overlap but not completely so i'll explain it real fast in stakeholder capitalism that's when companies are making a lot of their decisions in the best interest of their stakeholders and what a stakeholder is is someone like the employees or maybe uh, the owners it can also be people who have the shares in the company who own the company, but it's also the employees or even people in the local community in which the company affects. So those are considered the stakeholders and stakeholder capitalism means that a company is making its decisions based off of what's best for those people, not necessarily their customers, but what's best for them. Um, So I don't know. What do you think? It almost goes against like market feedback where you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, what am I what do my customers want? You know, what does the consumer want? And this, they're just concerned, like, what do we want? It sounds like. Well, yeah, as far as when they're making decisions for the company, um, we're going to make a decision because this is what the people who work here think, like, want us to do. So stakeholder capitalism can be a little bit problematic. However, I think what is different than stakeholder and woke capitalism is that with stakeholder capitalism, just because you're listening to your employees when you're making a decision, you could still be making good decisions. Maybe instead of doing, yeah, like um, instead of doing market research or kind of doing it, a, I don't know, a little bit like inside research, but mm-hmm. still, it's not necessarily bad. I could see where it could be okay. But with woke capitalism, this really refers to a more um, like, progressive business practices that are done to appear, you know, altruistic or virtuous or extra socially responsible. And they're usually more kind of left-leaning type of policies. And so that would be called woke capitalism or what we, in today's world, what we've been referring to as woke anyways, right? Kind of the same thing. Um, But the problem is, is that a lot of these companies that do woke capitalism, meaning that they make their business decisions based on what off what makes them look good instead of what makes them money. So they just want to look good. The problem is that these principles can actually hurt themselves and that it limits themselves. And they're also, uh, it's like they're lying. They're lying to themselves because you can't, it's like you can't run a company that way. And so Jennifer Say, who we talked about at the beginning, she found out that 
so the Levi's, the company that she worked for, they prided themselves on, you know, like freedom and free speech and everybody has a part to play in the world. Um, and yet when she started speaking up and, you know, having free speech, she was then kicked, you know, she was kicked to the curb. So she was really bothered by this whole idea of woke capitalism and how they're basically like kind of killing themselves because they're not even standing up for their own principles that they claim to believe in. They're just, they want to look progressive. Yeah. I think that's a problem with everything today, right? Like even, even Hollywood, like everything, you have these people who just want to look like they're doing the right thing almost so they don't get attacked by other people. And it's just, it's so crazy. Yeah. It is. Uh, But there's so many companies that are out there doing that now. Uh, In fact, it's, almost hard pressed to find a larger company that is not in some way practicing this woke capitalism. But there's a couple of questions in this. First, the question is, why is this happening? Is this being done because these companies truly believe that, oh, if we look good, if we publicly stand for policies that we think are good, especially when the it's weird that they're often political policies because you know they alienate a lot of their consumer base. But um, I mean, if that's the strategy they wa- that they want to take, do they do that because it somehow increases their profits, or is there another reason that they're doing it? Is it something to do with this whole kind of new collective push that we're in, where even corporations and companies are pushing towards the same, like trying to make everyone believe and think the same thing? Yeah, I think it's just pressure socially that right everybody wants to one nobody wants to be the person that gets canceled mm-hmm. nobody wants to be the organization that people are like oh well this person said this something and everyone's so scared of this witch hunt right for for wokeness i think that's a lot of what it is i mean when you talk about policies i'm sure some of that gets political um like more like oh well we want this policy to pass we're going to support this but with the general just like wokeness like in the jennifer say i think it's people just don't want to have to deal with the backlash on twitter but the funny thing is is usually it's not the the majority of people who feel that way it's just the loudest people who feel that way so do you think this is going to be good for businesses do you think in the long run this is going to make them money or do you think that when they go woke they as the saying goes go woke go broke do you think that mm-hmm. that is the case. It is my hope that this whole woke thing kind of leaves, that it's going to be, mm-hmm. that it's going to go away just because it's so impractical. Everybody's sick of, of, of what it's doing to the rest of the world, not just in business. So my hope would be that that we all kind of change gears and that this stops being such a, a big part of our culture. But maybe I'm too optimistic. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm optimistic too because I feel sometimes that's all that we can do is you know, yes. be optimistic for the future and think how can we be an unsung hero and do what we can to oh, help. Oh, just like it. our other episode. Yeah, uh, I threw that in. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Well, guys, this is such a great episode. If you haven't looked up things about Jennifer Say, she's really, really just right on. I loved her so much when I read that article she wrote about a year ago, I guess. So thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe and share with your friends. And until next time, Ronnie, we will talk to you soon. All right. See you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.